0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Culture Cops podcast. Kabuki Andy here along with Tryout Sam. Sam, how's it going, man?
1: I'm doing well, dude. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastico, oh, yeah. um, enjoying this kind of cooler weather, right? Still yeah. got a little colder weather going on. Yeah.
1: It's nice when Texas decides to not be like 90 plus. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Thank you, Texas.
1: Yeah. Uh, today we're
0: talking about a Japanese foreign film called After the Storm, which is streaming on Amazon Prime right now. Um, yeah. And this is another reason why we wanted to watch it, but it's directed by a guy named Hirokazu Koreeda, right? And he's... a yeah. uh, a big director. What films has uh, what films has he done that you've seen, Sam, that I think are of note?
1: So we watched Still Walking. We actually reviewed Still Walking before. That was a yeah. really awesome movie. Um, and I have seen Nobody Knows, which is one of the most mm-hmm. memorable movies that anyone can watch. And also yeah. very sad. De-
0: depressing, <laughs> but what a, that's an important movie. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. Nobody Knows. That's an
1: awesome movie. That's an awesome movie. What about yeah. you? Have you seen any of the more recent things he's done? I have. It? I've seen um, Our
0: Little Sister. Um, which is also really quite good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that one is almost on. I think it's after the storm and our little sister is kind of like dead even, in terms of um, kind of quality. Like it's top notch quality and probably just I liked it almost the same. But we'll put that on our list for you to watch too because I'll watch it again. Okay, but it cool, has yeah. um it deals with obviously like three women. Um, who are all kind of living together, right? Um, Four women, rather. Yeah, yeah. But um, in a family unit. Uh, still walking was the one that we re- reviewed together. Nobody knows is I think arguably the one that kind of put him on the map. Yeah, I don't think that's think so. Yeah, I think that's
1: fair to say. Yeah. Um, I do need to watch like
0: father, like son, um, which was yeah. another one uh, that came out in 2013.
1: Yeah, yeah. I started watching that, and I don't remember why I didn't finish. I think it like left Netflix or it left Amazon or something. Oh. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. That's the
0: thing about these movies. Coreira is kind of like, a, I think, like a critical darling. But um, if you don't kind of search, keep an eye out for these movies, you'll definitely miss the th- theatrical release. And then you'll yeah. probably miss um, where it's popping out on uh, online or something. Because after the storm, I'm looking at the IMDb page right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the rating and only 4,000 people have rated this movie. Yeah. He's right? not,
1: he's not Michael Bay with the, yeah, with the exactly. big films. Sorry y'all.
0: Yeah. But he also has basically, um, anybody who's acting in his films now, uh, ever since nobody knows, um, these guys are, he, he, he gets a list Japanese talent, like huge stars. Yeah. I think fight to be in his movies. Um, Abe Hiroshi is one of his favorite guys, which is the guy who is the, the main character in this film, um, there's also the main character in still walking, um, very unique presence to the state, to the, to the movie in general. But, um, before we get into that, man, you know, we've, we, I would say Koreeda has done these movies. Um, I think we all recommend everyone kind of seek out still walking and yeah. nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. For sure. Yeah. And I guess the, how would you sum up? And we were just talking about it before we started recording. Yeah. Um, I would say that Koreeda has a very distinct um flair to his camera and and his and his movies. Yeah. Um all dealing uh, with the subject matter of kind of everyday families. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and what would you what do you
1: think what makes his style so uniquely Koreeda? So, um a big thing that I notice about Koreeda is um he he really likes to work in layers, and I mean that yes. in like two ways. One, he does the he does a lot of um, Yasujiro Ozu style shots yeah, where it's Ozu like, shit. Yeah. yeah, where it's like, here's a cool room, and it's gonna be like a clear perspective, like one point or two point perspective, and there's lots of things in the foreground and the background, and mm-hmm. in both nobody knows um, a little bit still walking, not so much, but in this a lot, um, a lot of the spaces are pretty cramped because. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably half the movie takes place in a, in an, uh, a sweet elderly grandma's tiny, tiny apartment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, housing so, complex. Yeah, right? so he, he, he does a really good job at um, displaying both detail in terms of, hey, this is like a cool setting that has like a lot of meaning to it, but also yeah. just really small movements and small things that characters do that make them seem um, almost... Uh, like a documentary. Uh, like when oh, right. he first started his career, he did do a lot of documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he started like in, uh, I think you mentioned it was like 89 and like his early movies up until like 96 were all, almost all documentaries. And so yeah. I think a part of that is reflected in how he directs uh, his movies now where it, it doesn't seem like he's trying to bring about a certain, uh, like he, he, he's not trying to be direct like mm-hmm. everything he does is sort of oblique and subtle, but um it's also so uh calming and interesting to watch because of how sincere the performances become from all of his actors. Like yeah. th- there are, there are, th- it's it's not like a huge cast and there's probably like five or six main players and all mm-hmm. of them do a really stellar job at just seeming totally natural and seamless in in the world that uh cr- creates. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what do you think kind of makes him stand out from, from that? I rest? would
0: say that one, um, uh, the Ozu thing is what I think of the most. Um, especially, well, since Ozu's not around, I think he's kind of like the guy's like, I will be the guy that carries on that flag. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Because it is one of those things like a, maybe just a, a person eating with the kitchen behind them and then like clothes flapping in the wind on the patio or something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Layers upon layers. Right. You get a depth thing. was well, the other thing is like um it's a it's very it's the emphasis is on the human aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, right. Definitely. And not so much anything that's I mean, the cool thing is the layering because then you understand that there's shit happening around them in this in this whatever their kind of little universe that encompasses them. Right. Yeah. But a lot of it is um because it, it focuses so much on the human aspect, you really get like kind of like the slice of life deal. Um almost kind of like kids on the slope or march comes in a line, comes in like a line type of vibe right where you yeah. just understand you're watching these people deal with something in their life there's not really kind of like a big action in terms of like you know like there's some slice of life things where it's like i need to get some money to get me to do something yeah yeah right and in this movie you have a little bit of that but it's not like I'm going to watch you try to rob a bank or I'm going to watch you try to yeah, beg yeah. people for money all the way through. Yeah. It's um it's not so much in general and this goes for our little sister still walking and um nobody knows. It's not so much um what they have to do, it's kind of how they're doing it, right? It's definitely more about the journey than it is about okay, yeah, I got this, or I got the job, or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, and that's probably something that is... Um a little bit unfamiliar to American audiences or like mainstream American films right. because most of them are about something really clear and concise or some kind of problem that they have to solve yeah. like Batman has to go defeat the Joker or yeah. um, the the dudes in good time have to go rob a bank you know yes <laughs> and yes, like escape yes, yes. and stuff but um, mm-hmm. none of Korea movies really have that type of thrust to them they're more mm-hmm. just about hey this is like what people are really like in real life and mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is with all of the things that I've seen from him and, and even like watching the trailers and stuff, his entire focus, like you mentioned, is really humanist. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. um, he's not trying to, uh, create a world that is going to be fantastical or crazy, but he does a really good job at showing, um, the kind of small, basic, almost mundane things in a perspective that, um, really, uh, feels kind of cathartic almost like, oh yeah, yeah. everybody does these day to day things all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, uh, ultimately like, and, and it makes you feel good at the end, even, even with nobody right. knows, which is a, a, again, a really sad movie, it's a devastating movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, at the end of it, there's, um, y- you kind of gain a perspective that I think is really, uh, different and, and it has a message that's really positive. That's different from, you know, uh, what was, what are those movies that Kevin James and his doofus friends are in? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the bad dad Adam ones? Sandler moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it's it's Happy something Madison Productions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's something like way deeper than that. And, um, just really meaningful and, and, and positive. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of refreshing to see, especially when it's handled oh, yeah. in such a gentle, um, almost, uh, it's, it's like, he's not trying. oh sure yeah it 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 makes he makes all of it look so easy and it's it's really not but yeah yeah
0: very true no i think um it's that's kind of like it's kind of like wong car Wai in a way in in the sense you're dealing with a lot of people's struggle yeah yeah um it's very people focused
1: Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm.
0: and like wong car Wai, he has a um he has a lot of kind of favorite things he likes to do throughout his movies. So if you see a Koreeda movie, it's you would probably recognize one immediately if you've seen another one of his movies. You yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and unlike, uh, Wong Kar Wai, uh, these movies, uh, uh, his, his production, he, he pumps these out. He's pretty prolific, but they're all pretty, pretty good in terms of, um, consistency of of the quality.
1: Yeah, exactly. He, um, he has a very distinct style that, um, is again, just kind of gentle and interesting to watch and kind of pulls you in because Mm -hmm. of how you kind of want to know what's going to happen for it. He, He does a really good job at like developing characters That you want to care about, even if they're not like even I mean in in after the storm, the main character, the dad isn't like a super great guy. He's not a bad Mm -hmm. guy, but he's not like the best. He's not like a hero character. You know, he's not archetypal like that. Um, But you still care about him and you care about what happens to him and his family and his son and all that. stuff. So, yeah.
0: Right. And so what would you think, how would you sum up this movie after the storm? We should say this after the storm came out in 2016. Yes. I had in Japan and I was actually looking for it. um, It played in the States uh, in bigger cities, probably for like a week or two. Yeah. um, Kind of a week distribution. But, um, it was also, a little tidbit according to Wiki, um, filmed uh, for a month and a half um, in between the production of Our Little Sister. Oh, wow. Which came out before After the Storm, but I think that's funny because uh, we can make another parallel there with Chunking Express being filmed in between production of Ashes, Ashes of Time. Of Time Redux, yeah. Right? yeah. Or yeah. Ashes of Time, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we get some more parallels between him and Wong Kar Wai. Uh, Wong Kar Wai, I would also say, is also like definitely, definitely heavy into style.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And
0: this, after the storm, uh, and Koreta is kind of like a no frills, which goes back to being more of the real life thing, I do believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, um, they're, they're a little bit opposites in that way. They yeah. both focus on human stories and emotion and things like that, but Koreta mm. is like... Trying to be as close to reality, and Wong Kar Wai sometimes likes to be super stylistic and very um, emotive with just what's mm-hmm. on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So I guess. Uh we're going back and so Sam, how would we describe this movie? What would you say the, um, the the movie's about?
1: Okay, so if I just describe it as a plain thing, it's gonna sound kind of uninteresting. But again, yeah, what's about you the characters. Watch it, right? So w- mm-hmm. what it's about is um, the uh, this father, his name is Shinoda Ryota, and uh, Ryota is um he, he was a he was a very successful author like fifteen years ago, but he's a little washed up now and he's been working at a detective agency. Yes, like a normal detective agency, not like a not like a police officer. (laughs) And um, he basically just goes and tries to follow couples that are going through like separations and stuff and getting like photos Mm -hmm. that are catching them going to like love hotels with mistresses and whatnot. Um, So that's his day job. But he says he's doing it to cover... Uh, to, to, co- to, give him some ideas and stuff for another book that he wants to write a second book. Um, and so the story is about him on, uh, a couple days when he is supposed to have visitation for his son, him and his wife, uh, separated. It seems like not super long ago, maybe like a year ago or something. Um, I think they mention it at some point in the movie. It's not super important exactly how long, but Mm -hmm. um, it's about their relationship a little bit too and um, his relationship with his uh, son named Shingo and uh, uh, kind of um, relating to him and also being, uh, Ryota, that is, being kind of a deadbeat. Like whenever he gets money, he gambles it all away. And there's an overarching story about how he's kind of turning into the same dad his father was, Ryota's father was. Um, Mm -hmm. And you get a lot of cool scenes with Ryoto's mom, the grandma that I mentioned earlier. And um, really the second, probably like the second third, or or I'm sorry, the last third of the movie, maybe a little bit more Mm -hmm. of a third of the movie, is all shot in uh, a little apartment complex when uh, because of, I don't know if it's because of circumstance or because Ryota planned it this way, but, um, yeah. him, Ryota, his ex-wife, uh, Kyoko and, uh, Shingo are all together with the grandma trying to weather out this storm, which is what, uh, part of the name after the storm is from, because they're yeah. kind of weathering this together and this kind of odd circumstance. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what the story That's what the story is about.
0: Right. And on top of all this stuff, right, it's kind of like um, Abe Hoshi Hiroshi kind of reconciling his new life with this divorce that's going on. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's and it's also everyone dealing with the passing of his father. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, so everybody has all these little at least I just say all the adults have all these things going with them. Right. Yeah. All these like little mini conflicts between Abe Hiroshi, the the writer and the, the main character, and his ex-wife, between him and his
1: sister. Oh yeah, his sister um, plays a, a like a fun kind of antagonistic kind of com- like comedic relief character. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and then um, him and his own mother, right? Yeah, it's re- I think that's it's very interesting, and it's for it being. This is almost a two-hour movie. Yeah, it's like an but hour for a 15 cast or of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe less less than ten people. Uh huh. This movie's pretty deep, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, um, absolutely. Which is
0: impressive, and also I, I like the fact that they filmed this in a month and a half in between another production. He's like, I've got this <laughs> thing kind of kicking around. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I guess it's it's all these things, and it kind of culminates in them meeting up in this apartment, right? And then. Like it's kind of like after the storm, they kind of uh, go back to whatever they need to go back to, which is kind of cool. And um, we'll get into that later, I think. But what what in general did you like about this movie? Um, and what was your favorite scene?
1: So in general, uh, and I think this goes without saying, we both really like how um, Hirokazu Koreeda directs movies. Um, again, mm-hmm. he has such a um, like steady hand with what he wants to show you and how, um, he allows the people emote and be expressive in a way that really speaks to, um, the viewer in, in like a, there's no, there's no pretentiousness or there's, there's no trying to be showy or trying to impress yeah. anyone about anything <laughs> that his right. characters do. It, it just seems very mundane, but in, in such a, um, well, handled and well shot way that, um, you right. want to follow it along. You want to find out what happens to the characters and, and see what what's really going on. I think when we were uh, reviewing Still Walking, you'd mentioned that a lot of the stuff that Koreeda does, is kind of similar to how, uh, like dramas are shot, right? In, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, he and, actually
0: filmed the drama with Abe Hiroshi in between I think read right in 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah I'd, yeah, I'd
1: believe it. Yeah, he And um, if you're not familiar, uh, Asian dramas, I mean, Bengali dramas are the same way. Like some of them are real cheesy, like American mm-hmm. soap operas are. But yeah, um, yeah. most of them are slice of life kind of things that are just telling stories about regular people. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes they have like a little moral thrown in there. And, and this one definitely does too. But it's not like... Bad guys are evil, and they should all be punched in the face. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's nothing that obvious. So, um, yeah, I think the directing is really on point. The cinematography is great, especially for something that is filmed almost entirely indoors. Um, you don't really get tired of any of the uh any of the shots. You don't really get tired of any of the locations because, um, again, there's so much layering and how characters move back and forth and how the camera. Um, focuses on on certain aspects that uh, it all is just really enjoyable to see so um, yeah my, my favorite scene is probably one where um, cause it, it's the same thing with still walking I because re- I really like cooking I like when mm-hmm. she's cooking the curry uh, stew that was yeah. that was really cool so that's probably my favorite set of shots is whenever it's
0: when they're, when they're cooking during the storm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the grandma, yeah, I like it when he talks about the expiration
1: date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, gra- right. the grandma, um, before, before the dad passed away and we should say, I, I, I think the dad probably passed away, not like super recently, but somewhat recently. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, apparently before the dad passed away, she would just make curry and like freeze it. And so she just mm-hmm. took some of the curry out and is like preparing it with the family. And like the son is cutting a little bit of the, um, I think that's, uh, that's uh, soy, right? I think it's soy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's soy. He's like cutting little soy and everybody's just trying to help him get along and stuff. It's just fun because it's preparatory and I really like those kinds of shots. And Corita does them in a way that um, is uh, very... Um It's reminiscent, at least for me, like, you know, growing up in, uh, Bangladesh or like if I ever go back and visit, like when my grandparents make stuff yeah, (laughs) and when everybody makes stuff, everybody helps. So yeah, it's, it's cool. That was probably my favorite scene. What about you, Andy? Uh, how are you feeling in general likes and favorite Uh, scene?
0: So I really like, um... I like the, I guess the slice of life shots. I like the shots of the, of the trains. I like the shots with them in the train. I like the shots of them on the bus. Right. Yeah. I think it all looks good. There's something about the color of the, um, I think he does Yeah. 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 Maybe you can explain it better. I
1: think he desaturates everything. He saturates it but it's not a cheesy saturation, right? No, no, no. I I think he desaturates it. Like, I think he pulls colors back a little bit. Sometimes he does amp colors up, but I think a Mm -hmm. lot of shots, he just pulls colors back a little bit. He he seems to do this in every movie too. Yes. Yes, yes,
0: yes, he does. There's something that almost gives it like a crisp, it's a weird, by desaturating, he gives it kind of a crisp lived in feel yeah I think yeah it's got, it doesn't feel so
1: Hollywood yeah it feels like uh, like it feels like home movies like the colors yeah. wash out
0: yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah it's exactly what I feel like with all of his movies where you just kind of like if you were if you were sitting down on a log watching these people do this, that's what it lo- what it looked like to you right yeah, then and yeah, there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Which I always am a sucker for. <laughs> uh, you'll get that in um, Our Little Sister, which we'll watch eventually. Yeah. Um, very good movie. Um, you can get that on Amazon, too. Um, but I think it's for rent. This is on, this is on Prime, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. I think you're right. Um, but I like the... Um, I liked the scene of um, Abe Hiroshi and and Makioko, right? Yeah. Um, in the in kind of like the makeshift bedroom area.
1: Oh yeah, that was really great. is right? his wife or his yeah, ex wife, who <laughs>
0: looks fucking fantastic. Yeah, and she's she, very very pretty. When she when she punches his hand, right? Yeah, it was a really good. That was a really good scene. Right. Yeah. Um, I like that one a lot. But again, I'm just looking at a, at a still picture of that in um, on IMDb. And it looks like something, again, you could take a photo of that with your iPhone, and that's what it would look like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of it. I really, for the most part, I think the dialogue is really good. I, and especially, and this movie, even though there's only like 10 people, it's really about relationships, right? Yeah. And definitely. I really enjoyed the relationship with, um, Abe Hiroshi and his kind of like the youngster who oh, his, is working with them yeah, at his buddy. The, um, <laughs> detective agency. Yeah. Right? His detective buddy. That's a, um, that's a great relationship. <laughs> that's a great one to watch. Um, and again, you don't see that. Basically, it's the last third really shrinks it down into the familial unit. So I also I would also say like the transition from kind of like a group focus ensemble to boom. Here we are with this family unit. And then that's the end of the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, Uh, and, and it does a good job of like building up to that too. Not that you know, it's going to build up to like they're stuck in a house, but it's going to build up to something associated with the, the family unit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In general, I thought like the kind of like the, the story to me was interesting to see how it developed. Right. Yeah. And then how it gets to the house and what happens after. So, um, I really, I really kind of liked that whole trajectory in general, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I thought Abe Hiroshi was a basically standout in the, in this movie because. Um you get a lot of, and going back to like your drama analogy, right? You get a lot of people with dramas where it's kind of like you've got a really bad person or you've got a really good person. Yeah. And like, they never, and it's all about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They,
1: they have like kind of cheesy dichotomies, especially like in Korean dramas, you get this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, this is the there's a, types, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's like a guy who is like, like clean cut, goes to school, and there's like a dude on a motorcycle with a leather jacket that has flames yeah. on it or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shooting craps on the street. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, Abihiroshi hiroshi to me is a guy who is um who is i wouldn't you wouldn't want to call him a guy who's doing his best but still is coming up short it's a guy who's not doing his best tells people he's doing his best right yeah yeah um, and is trying he's kind of a now worthless human being is the he's way an, to say he's it, an but.
1: underdog who's also not doing good <laughs> yeah, he's an underdog
0: who's kind of like also being lazy. Yeah, right? he's he's okay, but, but he also yeah. seems like he can't help himself.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So you got a you got a complex character trying to work through some garbage in his life, right? Exactly. So I think that was kind of fun too. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That was our favorite scenes. Um, what didn't you like about this movie? Uh,
1: Sam. So some of the things that didn't like are really uh, associated not with the the core family dynamic of the grandma, Ryota, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kyoko, and, and Shingo. It actually has to do with, um, I guess, his boss. His boss's yeah. character has uh, a couple of odd scenes. Like, he seems kind of generally aloof and goofy, but um, yeah. there's a part where. Uh, He kind of like gets into like this pseudo like gangster vibe thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like toward the middle of the movie. It just seems a little awkward and kind of out of place because Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why the boss would be mad. Really, like it's not that big of a deal what he gets upset about. So that was a little Mm -hmm. bit weird. Um, Also, I think that the movie could have been shorter if they lessened the amount of time they focused on. some of some of the detective agency stuff or yeah. they sped or yeah. at least they sped through some of that stuff cuz a lot of it is mm-hmm. fun and and like uh, there's a really awesome scene when they're like at a uh, at an arcade and like they're being goofy with one another. Uh, uh oh, yeah, Ryota yeah, yeah, yeah. and his and his detective buddy. That stuff is great. Yeah. But then there are also kind of like lull slow parts uh yeah. earlier on, which I think could have been truncated from the movie. Would've helped it right. <laughs> kinda of yeah, get, get it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more. Um but yeah, other than that, not nothing really big that sticks out as bad things. But what about you, Andy? Yeah. What were some of your gripes?
0: I agree with you on, on the um <laughs> I like like so here's the thing I really I like the detective agency thing because he is kind of like a piece of shit yeah. working working with the, and then like when they follow to the love hotel thing I thought that was interesting oh, that was a with great scene with the girl and yeah. even even the talking with the girl she is not in the movie for more than five minutes but she has a great relationship kind of yeah I wish there was there.
1: I wish there was more of her because she yeah, seemed she really fantastic. interesting yeah yeah
0: <laughs> um, I think they could have gotten rid of the shakedown part entirely Right. Yeah. That was just so weird. You'd be like, I didn't understand it, but that's the other thing. Like the, I think that our gripes are mainly going to the fact that, you know, there's these things in this movie that don't seem, they, they kind of half baked and jammed in there to make a story. Yeah. Um, and, and you can tell that, uh, yeah, they definitely like with stuff like that, it's like, Oh, they could have just, this is part of them jamming in a movie in the, for a month and a half in the middle of making another movie right yeah yeah so you have these other things like if you had like another year or so to like flesh this out and chop some fat off right um that would be a problem the only thing that stuck out to me really really bad other than the shakedown thing would just seem like an unnecessary conflict
1: yeah that was weird like and he's not it's weird mostly because he the boss guy seems pretty laid back and chill and he's not really in it very much (laughs) <laughs> no, no,
0: but it is... I think it, that guy's another huge actor, so I think it was just like another way to get this guy to chew up some screen time. Oh, gotcha, okay. But okay. the other thing was um, um, when they're watching uh, The New Boyfriend. Oh, right? yeah, he was sort and, of um, weird. Yeah, the, there's the part when the, they're in the batting cages, and Abe Hiroshi's just like throwing a ball in the same baseball complex. Yeah, that was odd like, that they, they have didn't no see him. idea that Right, yeah, it's like this like... <laughs> I could see you from where they're like, the, there's a vantage point of the camera where they're swinging and, and the cages and you could totally see Abe Hiroshi, even if he just accidentally looked over there. Yeah, right? it,
1: there, it's like, it's like 30 feet away. You just look over at so, 30 feet. <laughs> yeah, so
0: you could totally see him. So I didn't like that part. I didn't mind the other part of them at the baseball game in the car watching oh, no, that or was him cool. yeah, that was running cool. into the bathroom to see his son. I thought that was kind of goofy. That was funny, right? yeah. But that was kind of like Mrs. Doubtfire funny, mm-hmm, right? This mm-hmm. is kind of like Mrs. Doubtfire territory where he's gonna rip the Mercedes logo off the off the off the car yeah. or something <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. But um, that was the only scene that kind of stood out to me. Is like okay, and again, these are things where it's probably like if this guy had more time to think about this, maybe they would have made the cut. But this seems. Like, they jammed everything together to make a movie. Um, It is almost two hours, so, yeah, I agree. Trim the fat a little bit, this would have been an even better movie, Mm -hmm. especially because all the fat is before they get to the house and kind of – because when they – are in the house and the storm's coming. This is kind of like the moment of truth for everyone. This is kind of like when everyone faces the music. So I think yeah. it's like that third, that last third of the movie is very powerful for everybody. Yeah. Because yeah. it is dad realizing what's happening, grandma realizing what's happening, and then kind of mom kind of being like, yeah, I know, I've been telling you guys, this is for real, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, these are kind of minor gripes, but uh, you know, overall I thought it was a good movie. Now let's talk about... The, the ratings, right? Yeah. Um, what would you give this out of a 10 and why? Um, and who would you recommend this for?
1: Okay, so I would probably give this like a strong eight and a half. Just mm-hmm. like outright, because mm-hmm. yeah, it's a cool movie and it's very interesting to see all of their interactions and, and um, how it, it's it's a really good exercise in watching a real filmmaker that is... Yeah trying to elicit the most meaningful... acting from his actors and actresses there's nothing right. it's kind of so like um because we both play guitar it's like if, if someone is playing really good like classical mm-hmm. guitar on like a, just yeah. an acoustic there's nothing to hide you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have special effects you don't have like yeah cool costumes and sets to distract mm-hmm. you from um the just day-to-day naturalism that mm-hmm. um Corey had to bring so yeah he does that stuff really well again the mm-hmm. the kind of parts earlier on, which I think the easiest way to explain is they don't it's not really bad it's just awkward. It didn't need yeah. to be there. Awkward. Yeah. Um, it didn't need to be there. Um, those things are a little, a little annoying, but it's not enough to, uh, like tank the movie or make the first parts of the movie unwatchable mm-hmm. or anything like that. So, yeah. um, yeah, overall awesome movie. Um, I would probably recommend this to anyone who just likes dramas or, um, people who are a fan of like those kind of early mid 2000, um, indie movies that were relatively popular things like, um, um why can't I remember? Lost in Translation, things like. Lost in Translation, yeah. Yeah. Or, or things like, um, things like that, uh, that kind of mm-hmm. came out during that time. Cause they all had kind of like this vibe of being kind of low key and familiar and, um, not, I guess they're all pleasant to watch. There's nothing like really mm-hmm. crazy that's going to happen. There's nothing jarring or anything like that. It's just kind of nice to see. So, um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it for, for fans of those kinds of those kinds of films, for sure. What about you, Andy? Mm-hmm. What who are you feeling on this one?
0: I'm going to give this one an 8 out of 10, a strong 8 out of 10. I yeah. really like this movie. Yeah. I think the problem with a lot of Koreida movies, this is my my next question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I liked it, 8 out of 10. Uh, I'm probably going to remind me when we do um, Our Little Sister, I'm probably going to give that an 8 as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> these are just solid movies. I think the thing about these movies are you really... Um, uh, I would recommend this to foreign film people. Oh, I'd yeah, recommend definitely. this for a slice of life people. Um, it's on This movie, um, funnily enough, I think it'd be a perfect movie to watch on a rainy day, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And going back to your minimalist approach of kind of like you're letting the it, this is basically a guy who's letting the camera, the actors and the dialogue do the talking. Yeah. I mean, right? And it's like there's the the use of music is there but it's very small. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of scenes where you just, like, the sound effects are, like, the rubbing of clothes on someone just, like, moving from a couch and talking.
1: Uh, right? Yeah, like or, like, have, him him pressing the ink thing. Just, like. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Very cool. Right? Um, I I think that it's just, it's not like guerrilla filmmaking, right? But it's, I would just say uh, minimalist, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. It's think, a, it's, yeah. It's kind of bare bones. Yeah. And if you want a bare bones story, I think you have to be in a particular mood to watch these types of movies, right? Yeah, Um, I agree. After the storm, our little sister is a little bit happier than After the Storm, Mm -hmm. but most of these movies are kind of dealing with some sort of tragedy, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's all about people reacting to them and just kind of trying to find their way to adjust, right? Um, I would also say that um, I really like the ending of this movie, Oh yeah. Um, Great ending. Great ending. Like, and it's kind of like after, because it is good. The title for the, for the English translated version is after the storm. Right. So it's, and it really is after the storm. This is kind of like, it's the new chapter in everybody's life and it begins, but you don't know if it's like, is it going to be the same? Is it going to be different? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I really appreciated the ending. It's kind of a crisp ending. Um, now, I know that only 4,000 people rated this at a 7.5, but <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes has this at a 96%. And
1: MetaScore has it at 84.
0: Right, and yeah. the audience score has it at an 80% with 1,500 well, 1, people rating it. Yeah, right? that's pretty good, pretty um, good. Yep, I, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Um, I guess the my next question for you, man, is do you agree that you have to be in a certain mood for it, right? And what makes this movie... Better than Summer Hours. <laughs> 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 okay, one. <laughs> because I um, feel like Summer Hours is, it was trying to do everything that this movie did.
1: Yeah yeah but if y'all haven't if y'all haven't heard our old uh, podcast or don't know Summer Hours is a movie that came out a couple years back and it was like a critical darling it was like 95 or 99 on Rotten Tomatoes Mm -hmm. Metascore has it like 90 or something we watched it and we really disliked the movie Um, to answer your first question however um, I kind of think this is a movie you sort of have to be in the mood for um, Mm -hmm. especially if you want just something like low key and relaxing to watch which Mm -hmm. I mean I think a lot of people want most of the time anyway. Yeah, but um, that's why FXX exists as a channel to just show the Simpsons all day long. (laughs) But but, uh, yeah, like uh, I think you do kind of have to be in a mood for it. But like, it's not something where you have to like get hyped up or anything. It's just kind of like, hey, I want something just relaxing to watch that's going to be pleasant. Right. You know, throw on After the Storm. Throw on really any Hiroshi Abe, uh, uh, Hiroshi Throw on any uh, uh, Hirokazu uh, Koreeda movies except for probably nobody knows because nobody knows. Again, is really sad. Nobody knows.
0: Really sad movie.
1: Yeah, I think every like people say how um grave of the fireflies is like the saddest movie ever i actually think nobody Mm -hmm. knows is sadder
0: nobody knows is a sadder movie
1: yeah yeah um and it's a great movie that people should watch great yeah still very sad but uh, nonetheless all of his movies you kind of have to be in like a relaxed sort of um i want to see something that's just nice and pleasant mood um can't can't you're not gonna you're not i'm sorry you're not gonna get explosions or like gunfire or like Mm -hmm. like Tr- like cheese like you would in like the notebook yeah. or something it's not gonna happen in, in his stuff yeah um, but you will get his realism and, and and like a fun cathartic experience with respect to summer hours th- I agree that that movie did try to do a lot of similar things as after mm-hmm. the storm because summer hours right. the thrust of the movie is there are all these kids who are um, trying to pick up and and figure out what they're gonna take or not take from their father's passing I think right mm-hmm. it's the father's passing yeah basically
0: yeah. I think it was the, I think it was well I think it's all there is the parents are a both dead now right? okay, okay so like, yeah. yeah so it's basically something. yeah it's yeah, like who a,
1: gives a fuck yeah it's an estate planning prompt, yeah, yeah. <laughs> prompt. um but uh th- i think the differences in summer hours and maybe it's because it's like a uh, maybe it's because it's a western director and a lot of right. western movies tend to want to talk everything out um mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just uh overwhelming both in terms of what all of the different characters want and like yeah to the point where they're just telling you things Like, Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. if someone is just telling you, like, if someone was watching after the storm and they were just describing everything that happened, it's not the same as watching it and gaining the um, the cool experiences you get in both the silent moments, because a lot of after the storm is quiet. Um, Oh, yeah. Or or just uh, the fact that characters are going to. Um, allow one another to have space or just like little things i think i was watching a review for this where i was talking about how i think it's at the very beginning of the movie um at the very mm-hmm. beginning of the movie they start in the sweet grandma's uh, uh apartment with her daughter yeah. um and yeah. uh there's like really little things that they do that real life family members do for one another when they know to expect things like the grandma opens mm-hmm. the door and she like right. the, uh, the sister like Kind of pushes forward and like moves out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is, it's like a really subtle little detail, but things like that Mm -hmm. are what, um, real people do all the time it, it's sure. it's not like a marvel movie where there are cuts every 20 seconds the, uh-huh. and like yeah. they, they are talking in weird speech that no one would really say right um yeah there's there's so much of uh, what, what he makes and again maybe this is because of the documentary thing that he did originally mm. it, it it just seems so um natural and so real Mm -hmm. that um yeah that's why it's better than uh summer hours because that movie sucks (laughs) summer hours yeah is not good (laughs) is really bad (laughs) well the other
0: thing is uh I think going back to where you were talking about where they're just telling you things in this movie they aren't telling you as much but what they are telling you is really strong dialogue for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um and really the dialogue even though it's not a lot, what is said Gives so much depth to all the characters. There's something about the way the word choice and the questions and the responses that everyone has lends something to that character's being. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I agree. There's, um, there's a lot of depth, especially in... with that grandma. And like, you know, the, what was it when she was telling him during the storm, when she talks to the sun, is like, what would you rather me like what die, uh, in your arms or like, right. Uh, die, in, die in my sleep. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right, that she's like haunt. She's gonna. She's <laughs> like kind of a him. jokey person, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just uh, there's a human aspect to all these lines to a character that he obviously has seen. You know, like the expiration date is something he obviously saw when he where he was living somewhere. Somebody was using expired foods for somebody, and then found out of when they're eating. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very lived-in type of movie with all these people. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and the undercurrent of like being useless or being useful is beyond just um, Ryota's character. Like all of the expired mm-hmm. food, like he only buys expired things. He only eats expired has things. The
0: broken shit. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah.
1: It, it it creates a cool duality because it's like yeah, it's labeled that way, but those things are still good. They're still useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and for yeah. the kid, and at least the rice cookies are still tasty. <laughs> still tasty. Still tasty. Yeah. yeah. Just
0: uh, better than summer hours. that should be the third rating scale better or worse than Summer But we wouldn't have a podcast if that was really the thing yeah yeah,
1: cool cool great, awesome well thanks as always for listening everybody let us know what you think about After the Storm if you've given it a a view or what you think about other Hirokazu Koreida movies if you have a favorite one or favorite scene let us know Mm -hmm. Uh, we really do appreciate you all for listening please be sure to like and favorite and subscribe on all the platforms and things and we appreciate it thanks bye